When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If this is the U105 phone-in, uh, let's listen to Nigel Dodds here from the DUP. Why is it that the EU insists on this when, in the case of a new deal, it doesn't need to have any checks. And why is it that the Prime Minister ever agreed to this backstop in the first place, which is a thing that bedevils her agreement? Sam McBride is the political editor with the newsletter, and he's on the line. Good morning, Sam. Good morning to you, Frank. Uh, Sam, maybe you could put that from Nigel Dodds and, of course, this from last night. The eyes to the right, 329. The nose to the left, 302. You could put all of that in context for people who don't watch every bounce of every ball at Westminster. Well, the, the big picture here is that we have a Prime Minister whose power and authority in the House of Commons is draining away week by week. She is now routinely losing big votes. So the second clip which she played there was uh, a, a big comment, uh, defeat for Theresa May, which essentially allows MPs now to uh, choose what they will debate in the House of Commons. That is something which traditionally um, for hundreds of years has been the uh, has been up to the, uh, the, uh, the government to... Uh, to uh, put the order paper uh, to MPs. They then can obviously say what they want in the chamber. They can table amendments, but they can't actually drive that process. They do not decide what they debate on a day-to-day basis. That has now changed. Um, For one day, they have voted um, to take control of Commons business. They are going to carry out a uh, series of uh, these uh, so-called indicative votes. So really what they're trying to do is trying to um, whittle down the various options for how Brexit can be handled from um, one extreme to the other and trying to say, is there a majority in the Commons for any of these options? And therefore, is this something that um, the Prime Minister can then either um, pick up and do at this point or go back to Brussels and uh, try to uh, try to renegotiate with the European Union. So that was the second of those two clips. The first of those was the uh, DUP Westminster leader, Nigel Dodds, um, who was very unhappy in the chamber yesterday, um, as was his colleague Sammy Wilson and his colleague Jim Shannon. Um, they um, really uh, seem to have drifted quite far apart from the government over the weekend. Um, and there was there was a uh, there was a phrase which Theresa May used in the Commons yesterday, which really uh, irked them. She really uh, blamed Northern Ireland for the uh, the delay in Brexit. Um, she said she didn't want to delay Brexit, um, but she said, and the DUP said this was the first time they had ever heard this argument being put forward. But she said that because there was no uh, there was no devolved government in Northern Ireland and there wasn't direct rule in Northern Ireland 
um, a New Deal Brexit was really unthinkable until one of those two things was in place. And from the DUP's point of view, um, they said that was really, uh, really difficult to uh, get their heads around because obviously everyone has known for two years that there has been no government in Northern Ireland. It's not a sudden development. Um, and they said she had never raised this with them before. Does she have a point on what annoyed Nigel Dodds and his fellow MPs? Well, I think that she, she certainly has a point in that the current situation in Northern Ireland is untenable. And I think most, most people, whatever their preference for how Northern Ireland should be governed, most people accept that you cannot go on uh, indefinitely without anyone in charge democratically. So it, it, it has surprised us all, I think, that we have managed so long with um, civil servants being able to sort of limp along and take some decisions, but not others. Um, but there was always going to be a point, regardless of Brexit or anything else, at which that would be untenable. There would be a massive crisis. There would be a situation where you need legislation that cannot be brought through Westminster. Maybe it's over the summer recess. There's a massive crisis. There's a threat to life. You need a government minister to take a decision that can only be taken by a minister. And at that point, something was going to have to be done. So however that came to a head, it was going to come to a head. I think what is slightly novel here is that we have the prime minister saying that um, there, there, there would be a need for that in relation to a New Deal Brexit. That is quite logical because there would be a lot of um, big decisions, critical decisions, and it would really be a crisis management situation for government, um, certainly in the uh, first few weeks. Um, and that, that is something which Stormont civil servants have been preparing for for some time. And they have asked for volunteers to man a, a crisis centre, if you like, to manage the uh, various um, issues which might arise there. And that is what you would expect uh, the civil service to be doing, to be planning for every contingency, even if that doesn't happen, and even if it's not quite so bad um, as they fear. You, you, you would like to think that they are preparing for that. But what they cannot do is take some of the legislative decisions, some of the um, big political decisions as to what should happen in Northern Ireland. So, for instance, after um, a New Deal Brexit, there would be big decisions as to what Northern Ireland did um, in uh, terms of the powers which come back from Brussels, which come to Northern Ireland, you, you would have no devolved government to decide on how those um, powers should be allocated, what should be done with them. And there would be big political decisions there and really decisions that would be outside the, um, outside the purview of a civil servant. So I think that she, she is right that that is something which would need somebody to make a decision about. I think for, it, it was striking really that from the DUP's point of view as the party which is uh, meant to be very close to the Prime Minister, the party which keeps her in number 10, they seem to be genuinely bewildered uh, by what they were hearing in the uh, Commons Chamber. So that really hints at a pretty poor relationship, I think, now between number 10 and the uh, leadership of the DUP. And just finally and briefly, uh, Sam, is there a possibility that she still might get it through because the Brexiteers could be spooked by a softer Brexit? I think there is, certainly is. I think that over the last couple of weeks, the chances of her getting this um, deal through, which once looked completely dead um, and buried, really, uh, have, have increased. It is looking more possible. Uh, we have people like Jacob Rees-Mogg, who is seen as one of the arch-Brexiteers, really subcontracting his decision on whether to vote for, for the uh, Prime Minister's deal to the DUP. So he, he said um, at a meeting of the, uh, the European Research Group, the uh, group of uh, really hardline Brexiteers last night, he said that if the DUP vote for this deal, he will vote for it. Now, that's a very curious situation. It's a massive decision. He cares passionately about Brexit. 
Um, but what, what he is signalling um, to uh, his uh, colleagues is that he has no objection to this at this point, other than the fact that the DUP say this is a threat to the union. And if they come on board, lots of other people will come on board. Um, so it's still possible. We know that the DUP um, can be a very pragmatic party. They can do U-turns, they can cut deals. And it may well be that if they get something big, but I think it will have to be significant, they might just come on board at the, at the, at the last moment of this process. Interesting analysis. Hey, Sam, thank you very much indeed. Political editor at the newsletter. It's a busy week. It is a busy week. And well, it's a busy week in a long list of busy weeks at Westminster. I'm just looking at some of the texts that are coming through. This is in, this. It's already been brought up by some of you as, as listeners to the programme, but it's a topic that we're going to be covering in the next hour. And it's the discussion disgusting scenes uh, from a pub. I, I believe it to be a pub in Belfast. A lot of people saying where, where the pub is. I, I haven't had that proven to me where the pub is, so I'll just call it a pub in Belfast. And they, the disgusting, absolutely despicable, disgusting scenes of a couple of people. There may, there may be more than, there's certainly a three in vision and there could be, by the signs of things, maybe as many as seven, seven or, or, or eight happily contributing uh, to a song, an anti-Catholic song that's being sung and a couple of the people in the shot are wearing Northern Ireland football jerseys and as we all know there's no, there's no, there's no restriction on buying a football jersey. Uh, anyone can buy a football jersey for any country for any team and, and bring uh, absolute uh, shame uh, to it but um, there's, a, there's a text there from a gentleman he describes himself as being 46 years old it's a very good it's a very good text I'm going to read it out actually after we check the news after uh, 10 o'clock and take some of your calls on how we root out sectarianism really on this island because it is still rife when you look at those people in that pub not at a football match in that pub pub. We'll do that in the next hour. The Frank Mitchell phone-in on U105 with Wright Sofaland. Experience luxurious living at Wright Sofaland Kalinchi and our flagship showroom at Knock Belfast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.